Good morning and welcome to the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. Uh, today, I'm really grateful to welcome Rich Cooper onto the podcast. Hi, Rich. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, really good. Yeah. Awesome. So for anybody that's listening to this, this uh, podcast is a short podcast recorded for what's coming up as Self-Care Week, which is taking place between the 12th and 16th of November. And Rich has kindly uh, agreed to come on and just have a, a brief conversation around self-care in general. So, Rich, first of all, for, for people that may be listening, who, you know, who is Rich Cooper? You know, what, what do you do for work and what do you care about? So, yeah, currently I've, um, I'm in the world of financial crime and insurance. And I, I don't know how I got there, but I'm there. <laughs> and I've been there for about 20 years. So almost fallen into roles. And traditionally, every, every six years, I would get good at a job um, and leave. I would leave the job, leave the company. And, I, and on my sixth year where I work at the moment at LV, I thought I wanted to try something different. So I, I started crafting a role um, which was more people-focused. And that all started with various scenes going back to, uh, I guess, 2008. Um, and it really accelerated when I went on a coaching course and met lots of wonderful people and then grew my network from there. So I'd say I'm more job crafting now, combining insurance, technical work, and people. And probably my focus on people is probably bigger than it ever used to be and my technical role is smaller than it ever used to be so yeah that's why i'm now, now there brilliant and, and is that it sounds it sounds really interesting you had that sort of six-year itch almost and it's something yeah. that you've you've sort of crafted your way around that sounds really powerful yeah and no, i think i think my awareness was around we've talked before around something called the s-curve which is a whitney johnson um phenomenon around understanding where you are at points in time and when I was getting frustrated, my reaction was tending just to leave and start again. But I thought there might be a better way. So that's where when I felt myself getting frustrated and, and bored, I just tried to look to things like strengths and what energised me and to see what direction that took me. Um, and I realised you don't always have to leave to go on a new curve, essentially. So that's where I am. No, that's that's really powerful, actually. It's quite a nice segue, actually, Rich, into sort of this discussion about self-care uh, today. So if we're going to get going with that, what would you, what's your personal definition of self-care? What does that look like for you? Uh, well, it's funny. I was just thinking about this before. I think for me, it's taking responsibility for yourself, for your own happiness and understanding what works for you. So I guess in my coaching world, I spend an awful lot of time with people who are stuck who are not confident and are looking for a change. And so my job as a coach is to try and unleash their inner, inner, their inner passions and strengths to get them out of holes and get them up, get them up the curves. Um, and the more coaching I did, the more I realised actually it's so important for yourself that you're aware of what makes you tick, what gives you flow, what gives you energy. Um, so my definition of self-care is understanding what your triggers are and what your energizers are and knowing when to tweak them um to know exactly where you are no pat that's, that's really powerful just out of interest for you what, what what practices work for you in terms of you know tapping into that you know energy source or you know th those things that give you most sort of flow rich what, what do those look like for you well i think i've realized over time i've almost got a list of six things that i look out for almost like indicators and they all play, play a really important role it's only my awareness that's made me realize that i need to stick to those things so I, I mean, I, got, I run through them as it's reading, it's walking, it's sleep, it's learning, especially podcasts, it's people and it's writing. Um, and I think I realised when I had a, um, I can, I, I, I'm not, I'll talk about a time when I, 2005 when I literally 
got out of a job, walked up and got a plane to Australia that week because I was going through depression, for example. And at that time in my life, I didn't have that clarity around what my self-care was. Um, and I let things bottle up. So since I since I went through that phase of depression, I, I've become a lot more aware around what makes me um, enjoy self-care and what self-care is for others. So, for example, I know at any point in time, the sort of music I'm listening to indicates my type of mood. Um, for example, I'm a big listener of some of Hans Zimmer, and that's quite inspirational, thought-provoking music that allows me to be strategic. But there's other type of music when I look back on my, and this is a great thing about music, you look back in your, your, your time, you look at your playlists, and some of it's a little bit darker. Um, so that music for me is a, is a perfect barometer of how I'm feeling. And the more that I, miss, I listen, want to listen to music, the more happier I think I am. Um, with reading, for example, I look back, and again, another perfect thing about um, Kindle and, and having a library is that you go back and look at the books that you've read five years ago, six years ago, and you can tell your mood how you were so six years ago as I was reading about football books but actually in the last five years all about personal development and people and feelings and all that kind of stuff so again that when I want to pick up a book around those subjects I know I'm in, I'm a, I know I'm in the zone um podcasts great example I've listened to thousands and thousands of podcast episodes in the last two or three years and I wasn't doing that before I was listening to stuff that didn't have particular value or meaning it was almost like a time filler Whereas now when I want to listen to stuff, I want to listen to it for, for value and meaning. So again, that's an indicator that I'm in that self-care mode. Um, writing, as you, as you well know, I when I was traveling 2004, my biggest buzz I had in life was, was traveling. I used to get these um, travel articles published. And that the, the thought of people reading and, and getting the buzz and the creative thing from that was, was amazing. And I haven't written for years and years and years. And it's only in the last probably five months that I've started to write again. Um, so that's another indicator for me that my self-care is getting getting more on point. Um, people. So I'm a, I'm a I'm an introvert. I get energy from spending time by myself. But what I've learned is I need to spend some time with people that share the same passions and interests because that can be really energising too. So it's knowing the right kind of people to be around. So I guess there's a combination of all those things. And the last thing is sleep. So if I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it could have been due to stress. But actually, more recently, it's just because I wake up in the night, because I've got a nine-month-year-old, and I have an idea, and I just want to think about that idea, and then I'll get up at half past five and start writing about that idea. So sleep can tell me that I'm stressed because I'm struggling to get to sleep and getting up in the night, but also sleep can tell me that I'm inspired and I want to do and have creative thoughts. Um, so I've got all those kind of themes going on, basically. And at any point of those times, I know um, where I am. Um, in particular, when I was going through the, the darker periods, when I'd go for a walk, I'd find myself thinking about the same thing repetitively after 30 minutes, after 40 minutes. And I know then I'm in, not in a good place. So when I can go out for a walk and listen to a podcast and have reflective thoughts, I know I'm in a good place. So, yeah, it's those six things all working together all, all, at all different times, basically. That's just on the rich. That's a... My little hairs, you hear it a lot of my podcasts going on in now, listening to you talk, because you know, what resonates a lot with me, actually, is in what you just said, is that even though I'm the big proponent for self-care, mm. I actually haven't necessarily seen my passion for listening to podcasts, for continuous learning and sharing necessarily as self-care in itself. I've okay. seen it as just something that I do. So okay. it's really interesting, actually, to reflect on that. And actually, yeah, that, that probably is actually fueling 
part of my self-care actually so that's quite oh massively i mean yeah because well it's funny you, you say that oh, i mean even doing your own podcast is a self-care for you because how many times have i heard you say you know my hairs are standing up that <laughs> energy you're getting you know yeah, that's, that's giving true. you your energy isn't it that's giving you your buzz and your flow and I guarantee probably if you stop doing those podcasts, you wouldn't get the same energy and flow or you, if you stop talking to the people, or, you know what I mean? So that is almost your, your self-care, self-care in the present now, isn't it? It's that, that's what you need to do. Yes. Yeah, someone took that away from you. Yeah. That could be quite detrimental. That's, that's really fascinating. Just out of interest regarding those, you know, what you described, which is brilliant and so clear mm. are those, those six different sort of things mm. you look for in your own self-care, Rich. Do you, are any of those a pressure for you? Because there's some sort of talk at the moment around there's quite a lot for you to be aware of in your yeah. own self-care. Do any of those cause you pressure at any point? If one of those don't happen, you're like, oh, no, I need to read now. Or actually, damn, that's, that, I'm not getting enough writing time in. Or is that just, are they just signals for you? <clears throat> um, well, it's funny. The, the, the most common thing I get from people when I'm saying I'm doing all this stuff is where do you find the time? <laughs> you know, I've got two kids. Um, I've got a busy job. And my thought back to them is you find time if it's because actually it's your self-care. Um, and actually maybe you're too busy doing things that don't make a difference or don't do things to benefit yourself. And maybe you need to prioritize your self-care to do more of the stuff that energizes you and less of the stuff that gets in the way. Nice. So it's almost non, non-negotiable for me. And I, I, you know, I live with an extrovert. I live with a person that loves to be around people. They've slowly got to, uh, used to the, the way I am, and they know that I need the releases. So, you know, walking, for example, yeah? I would love to walk to work four miles a day, but I can't because it, it impinges on family time. So now we have a compromise. So I drive halfway to Bournemouth, park my car in Bournemouth, and then walk the two miles to work, and then I walk two miles back. So it's all, about comp- it's all self-care for me. It's about compromise. Um, it's like the reading. I'll get up at half past five, six in the morning before, before everyone's up and read a book for an hour um or sleep you know i'll go to bed at nine o'clock and i'll what i've done is i've <laughs> tried to influence that we don't watch stuff on tv that doesn't make a difference so maybe we have an hour of tv and we go to bed early and we both read you know we don't have a tv in the bedroom um so and the writing thing yeah so it takes me a long time to write actually it took me probably about two hours to write something on sunday but i just find that window where it doesn't impact the family um, but I'm just making choices. So stuff that I used to read or watch, I just don't do anymore. I just choose my time. So, you know, we, we talk about you know, my Twitter. You know, I've, I got rid of all the noise that was in my Twitter. Um, I got rid of all the noise that was in my LinkedIn. And I got rid of all of my podcasts that weren't adding any value. And just make sure the time I have got, I just use it better. Um, and, and then try, you know, now, now my wife, she's started to enjoy walking. So there's stuff we can do together as well. Um, and above all, the coaching angle is something that gives me massive energy. And I, and I say to anyone, I will always find time to have a conversation with you because I think it's important, but also gives me energy. So it's just about prioritizing stuff. There's a meetings at work I don't think I'm adding value to. I just won't go to them. I prefer to spend an hour with someone talking through their what's blocking them because that helps me essentially as well. Oh, I love that. That's that's. We were chatting before you came on, Rich, right? There's so much more to unpack on this. We're not going to do it in 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, tw- tw- yeah. Harry Turner's official 2019 objective, get Rich Cooper. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just put it out there. So yeah. thanks very much for that, Rich. It's re- really, really insightful. Mm. In terms of if you're going to give one recommendation, and it's just like just from you to any listener right now, 
what would it be if you could only give one recommendation around self-care? What, what, what would that be for you? Um, I guess my feeling is I've seen lots of tools and mechanisms in place. Some of them a bit, some of them actually been quite over-engineered. And actually, sometimes it's when, especially when people are low, it's trying to sit down and spend a lot of time with them and just listening to them and really picking out what their strengths and their energizers are. Um, and sometimes it's very difficult for them to see themselves, especially when they're in a low place. So I've got a couple of examples, but you know, literally I've seen talent just sh shining out of someone and they, they can't see it because they're too buried. And it's a small, slow process, but one thing bit by bit, and I've seen it happen where you can just bit by bit gradually draw that strength and talent out and almost a sense of job crafting sometimes, but, and getting them to do more of it. And the more they do of it, the more they come out of their, their low point and then they get the energy and then they start. Then I say to you, you need to find people who also share your talent and your strengths and your interests and they give energy to that person. So I always say, be aware of what your energy sources are and do more of it and prioritize it um, and be selfish if you have to be selfish. So I remember back in the day, you know, if I wasn't in the people mode, I would always have a sense of feeling bad around declining social things because I knew it wouldn't give me energy. And I had this big fear around well, what people would think about me if they think because I don't want to come. And I think more recently, I've just become more open and honest to say, it, it's, it's nothing against you. I just, it's just not going to, I'm not going to add anything to it. And actually it's just going to drain me. So it's being more assertive about your own personality and understanding, sorry, understanding your personality understanding your strengths and energies and stresses and understanding what makes you tick and just doing more of it essentially and being clear that's who you are and don't be afraid to be who you are um yeah because we live in a world of thought don't we so a lot of the a lot of the the tiredness i see and a lot of the stresses i see in people is overthinking things so the more you can less overthink and be yourself things just start to happen um, and it doesn't have to be a big master plan, does it? It's just bit by bit. And it doesn't always have to be like that. Everyone, everyone deserves to be happy, don't they? So yeah, it's just, just spending more time with people, I said, and, and being understanding and, and listening. Brilliant. That's, that's really powerful. Thank you so much, Rich. Honestly, this is brilliant. I'm looking forward to listening, listening back to this. How can people reach out to you, like whether it be social media or LinkedIn? You know, what, what's your sort of, how can people contact Rich Cooper if they want to have further conversations with you? Um, so probably LinkedIn is probably the thing I use the most in terms of um, things I share or articles I write. I'm on Twitter as well. Um, probably find you through, well, find me through you. So there's probably the two, the two, the two avenues. Um, but yeah, I said other than that, I'm sure if they ask you, then you can give them my contact details as well. No, perfect. Well, I'll make sure those details are added to the bottom of the uh, the podcast anyway, Rich. So look, thank you so much again, and uh, look forward to catching up again soon. No worries, Gary. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.